Hey everyone, it's Caitlin and Erin, and you're listening to Worth the Wait. Guess what, guys? I'm back. She's back. I know you missed me. I mean, probably <laughs> not. I'm not that special, but I'm back. Um, it was honestly really nice to have a little bit of a break from doing the podcast, but honestly, I, I miss talking about it. Um, it's just been one of those really crazy seasons for Caitlin and I both, and so mm-hmm. um, it was very kind of her to kind of give me a little bit of a break. Um, I'm planning on doing the same for her very soon. Um, but if y'all really, by the way, if y'all really liked the whole interview, um, thing that we did on our podcast, like, please let us know that and, like, give us feedback about that. Um, because we really want to know if that is something y'all are interested in, because we really do want our audience to be a part of this as well, and it not just to be about us. Um, so if you like it, let us know. If you, Maybe you want to be on it. Like, let us yes, know, too. Please. And we can talk further about what that looks like. Um, I and really enjoyed the perspective yeah. that I think that Josh gave. And then I think just gaining more perspective on other people's insights. Because, honestly, like, not everyone's going to agree with what we're saying. Yeah. Some people are going to have different experiences, different stories. And, um, like, let them be known. Let them be yeah. shared. Like, let us hear them because we would love to. So um, if you know either Aaron and I or myself um, – Text us, call us, give us a DM on Instagram, on yep. either a personal or on Worth the Wait podcast. podcast. So reach out if you're interested, but we're really excited to be getting um, back into the dating series. Yep. Um, we're going to be talking about being pursued today, which I'm really excited about, kind too. of setting the standard in a relationship and what it looks like on both ends, um, pursuing a relationship with one another and ultimately pursuing a relationship with the Lord. Yeah, and kind of how those go hand in hand too, because honestly you can't have one and not the other. Like you cannot pursue another person if you're not also pursuing the Lord. And also while you're pursuing the Lord, that also sets the foundation for you to be able to pursue other people. So they really do go hand in hand. Obviously we are all content within just our relationship with the Lord, but it's really sweet because we are called to be in community with one another. Um, the Lord seeks that and wants that for us. And so, um, just, it's super cool how our, outpour of love for God can become a community with people and how that love can be poured into other people. So we're, I'm very excited to talk about this. This is something that honestly, I feel like both of us really need to hear. Um, and I feel like a lot of people really need to hear this because it's honestly very much the opposite of what our culture teaches about what relationships look like and about what the different roles of a guy and a girl are in a relationship and kind of in that quote unquote talking phase or dating phase um, before you actually commit to a relationship with one another. So I'm excited. Um, we're gonna hop into it actually just right now, right off the bat. Here we go. (laughs) Um, and so kind of want, want to tie it back to the main theme of our podcast and why we chose to, you know, focus on this idea of waiting on the Lord and allowing him to be the main interceder in our lives. Um, and it's because it's the condition of our culture and it's, if this is not the most applicable, thing about specifically dating culture in our world Mm -hmm. and even just like where we go to school at Sanford of that it's so much about us and not about God um that I don't know it just I really think that the whole overall theme of waiting on the Lord is very applicable specifically to this idea of being pursued and pursuing others um I know for me I feel like everyone in my life has a stopwatch on me and is watching and waiting to see how fast I do something. Um, last week I got coffee with my mentor at my church here in Birmingham, and we had a very difficult conversation about boundaries. And whenever I talk about boundaries, mm-hmm. I mean social boundaries and how to say no to people. Yeah. Um, guys, I don't know how to do that. It's really, really awful. It's something I'm learning about, um, but I'm a people pleaser and I'm a people person. And so not only do I want to make people happy, but I also really love being around people. And so usually I don't see me hanging out with 18 people in one week as a bad thing. But whenever it, you know, kind of takes over me and is all that I do and I, you know, kind of diminish that need for rest, um, it becomes unhealthy. And so during this conversation, I heard a sentence that I think I needed to hear like four years ago whenever I was going through high school and started this pattern of like seeking to please people and always hanging out with them. Um, and it was this, a person is not going to hate you or feel any different about you if you have to hang out with them next week and not tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I wish I had I, that. <laughs> like, oh man. 
I'm very much, I mean, I'm very much the same. Like, I don't see having coffee or having a different person for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then two or three coffees in between as a bad thing. But it, it drains you, mm-hmm. um, not in a bad way, but you're just kind of, like, emotionally drained yeah. um, in a lot of ways. Just kind of um, being a listening ear, being listened to, mm-hmm. it's great, it's healthy in moderation, like I think a lot of things are. Um, when you overindulge in this, um, it takes away from a time for rest, a time to focus on the Lord, mm-hmm. a time to kind of be with yourself and realize that you are okay being yeah. alone, um, which I think is like the root of a lot of wanting somebody like going into a relationship is um, not being okay being alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something I'm still learning and struggling with personally because I don't like to be alone, whether it's in yeah. a social setting or in a relationship. Like, yeah. I I definitely don't like it. So I definitely think it's I, – I totally agree with that. Just, like, they're not going to hate you if you have to reschedule. Like, take some time for yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Treat yourself. Exactly. Face mask. Exactly. Netflix. Pizza. Exactly. Whatever it is. Exactly. And it's such a hard lesson that I've had to learn of just, like, it is okay to – be selfish in that extent of like if it is if hanging out with all these people and doing this constantly is taking away from your time with the lord and it is making you spiritually and emotionally unwell then like it is okay to say no to people and it's okay to take that time to rest and reflect and to be with the lord at that moment and like that is okay like because you're saying no to somebody that you can't hang out with them that is not where your value is from your value and your worth to that person does not rest in your efficiency to fulfill the need that they've given you. Whether that is getting lunch with them, getting coffee with them, they need you to pick up something at Target, anything like that. Like, your value is not rest in that. And the reason I believe this was so hard for me to hear is because I was pursuing people before I was pursuing God. Mm-hmm. And now, none of these things that I was pursuing are bad. Like, it's not bad to hang out with people, especially if you're having, like, really fruitful conversation. Um, But whenever you allow them to constrain so much of your time that you're unable to rest, it switches over from being a kind person and, like, giving your time to them and being sacrificial in that way to pleasing man. Because a lot of the reason I was hanging out with all these people was because I wanted to be affirmed about who I was as a person. I wanted all these girls. I was, I'll go into a little bit of a specific about why we're talking about this and why I had to have this conversation with a mentor. Um, So, like we mentioned, Caitlin and I are both in a sorority, and these past couple of weeks, we've been going on quote-unquote dates with um, the new members in our sorority, and getting to know them better, and pouring into them, and creating relationships with them, um, and I counted out at the end of doing that, I had been on 17 fight dates, mm. and honestly, for my new freshmen that are listening, I loved every single moment with y'all. Like, y'all are amazing, and I'm so glad I got to hang out with so many of y'all and form relationships with you, but I was so ridiculously emotionally drained after those two weeks, and I really had to think about, and it was because it was, like, exhausting in a sense of, like, this was a burden to me, but it was creating such an idol in my life of like me wanting to please them and make them think that I was the coolest person ever oh yeah and gotta check yourself on that one exactly oh man yeah and so that was a really big deal for me and I really just wanted to be affirmed by pursuing them that like I was doing something right and that I was being like liked by people because I'm a people pleaser and so I just wanted to confess that to y'all and just know that like everything we're about to talk about that I have fallen short of it and that I have not been able to fulfill it and I'm still learning to fulfill it yeah um and so we're just seeking to encourage you in this but I definitely I mean I I had to check myself at one point I remember just sitting through a conversation that I genuinely loved being there being a part of yeah but my face hurt from smiling I didn't feel like I was giving her my 100% attention Mm -hmm. I did not was not, and she didn't know that. I mean, I was, as far as I was concerned, I was just sitting across from her listening to a conversation sure. that I so badly wanted to be a part of. I so badly wanted to be liked, mm. you know, but at some point, it's just like you, you run out of energy. It's yeah. not intentional anymore. It's not genuine. Mm. Um, and I think now that it's over reflecting back on it, it can be, it's very emotionally draining in a lot of ways, but, um, yeah, 
Aaron and I, we've reiterated it several times. We're not perfect. We've fallen short of everything we're talking about. We're still learning. Mm -hmm. We're still checking ourselves. And this podcast has been an amazing accountability tool to kind of check ourselves and making sure that what we're saying is what we really believe and what we're really wanting to incorporate in our daily lives, like our walk with Christ. Exactly. Um, So Aaron and I have a great message today. We're really excited to talk about it. Um, and I'll let Erin get started with it because she, she did a great job with today's message. Yeah. And so kind of the central theme that we've centered this around guys is this idea of pursue the Lord first, then pursue the person. And this was, um, you're probably wondering like, why was that entire spiel? How is this related to being pursued in a relationship? Well, it's centered around this entire idea of I was pursuing people and pursuing the affirmations of people before I was pursuing the Lord. And whenever we do this, we cannot actively pursue a relationship with people and, or at least not a good one. We can definitely pursue it if we're not pursuing the Lord, but it's not going to be one that's fruitful or glorifying to the Lord. And so we're going to get into it. Um, we're going to kind of go through those three parts of this. And so we're going to talk about the role of guys in the pursuit of a relationship, the role of girls in the pursuit of a relationship, and then ultimately what we're supposed to do first before we even consider those two things, and that's pursuit God. And so um, first off, we're going to talk about guys. Your role is to pursue the girl. Now, this is not a request of the world. This is not a request of girls or the female population. This is no chivalry. This isn't, like, this some sort of code of honor. This is not something... This is not our own personal opinion either. Nothing that I am saying today is my own personal opinion. We... I literally... We have gone through in scripture and looked at what truth says because the Bible is our ultimate definition of truth and this is what it says about the role of men and women in relationships. So know that going to this, none of this is our opinion. This is all based off of scripture. And so I'll empathize with you guys. It is not easy to pursue a girl. It's not because it's not easy for girls to pursue a guy. Like it's like we understand one another. It's anxiety bringing. You're fearful of being rejected. And these are all very real feelings. However, scripture lays out very clearly about the position of men in marriage, which applies to the position of men in relationships. And so it's all kind of tied in together. And say first, if we look at Genesis 2, when man and woman are created, Adam was created first. And so during his time alone, the Lord had him work and keep the land of all the things that dwelled in the garden. It says that in verse 15. And so that's the, and then Adam was obedient to the Lord and pursued what the Lord asked of him. Then God said, it is not good for man to be alone. Therefore, therefore I will create a helper for him, creating woman. So the thing I want y'all to notice here in these three verses is about how Adam was created first. That's the first thing. Secondly, how Adam was pursuing what the Lord had asked him to do and was fulfilling the plan of the Lord and being obedient to the Lord. And then Eve came. It wasn't man was created, woman was created, and then they both were doing everything together for the Lord and everything. And that's great. And they eventually did that. But man was pursuing what God had called him to do first and was fulfilling his role. And then Eve came along. And so we're going to get into more about that, about how first we must pursue God before we can even think about pursuing a guy or a girl. So remember that. Hold on to that. And then Eve was created from one of Adam's ribs and she was called woman because she was taken out of man. Verse 23. And so we can just see, but just by the order of how man and woman were created, it's a symbol that in a relationship, man is to be the leader of woman, not vice versa. Again, guys, none of this is my opinion. It is laid out in scripture about that. There is intentionality behind everything that God does. There is a reason why Adam was created first and not Eve. And it's because woman was supposed to be the helper. Woman was supposed to be the one to compliment man, and man compliments woman in return. And so Adam was created first because Adam is supposed to be the leader. In the same way, man is supposed to be the leader in a relationship. Now, this is not a whole women cannot ask guys out campaign. I'm not coming for all of you. I'm not saying any of this. This is simply examining the image of what a biblical relationship are laid out to be. And if you haven't listened to our first episode about what biblical and worldly relationships are, go ahead and listen to that. I would honestly encourage you to pause this episode and go listen to that episode and then come back and listen to this. Um, because honestly, knowing what the Bible says about that and what we talked about in that relationship will further help you understand the role of the pursuit. Um, and it's, it's yeah. essential. I mean, it's not a, it, I think our culture has defined 
a healthy relationship or a typical relationship as um, negligence. Mm, And that is a a common theme in so many ways because, oh, he's not paying attention to me. Oh, he's, you know, not, he left me on open. He didn't respond to my text. Oh, he's just playing hard to get. Mm. No, (laughs) that's, I can understand where you're coming from because I think we all like have an idea like, oh, you know, he's teasing with me, you know, like, or something like that. And you read that as, um, these signs of possible romance. Mm -hmm. Um, but this negligence, this emotional disconnect, um, that comes along with fear out of commitment, not wanting to pursue a Christ-like relationship, that's not cute. That's not something you can fix. And so Mm -hmm. often I know I've caught myself with, oh, but I can change, you know, this part. I can, I can fix, I can do something to make him into the man of God. And ultimately, if he's not coming to you and not to say he's going to come to you without flaw, but if he's not coming to you with the mindset that he will lead this relationship, that he is going to be the best man of God to his ability, there is nothing you can fix or change to make that happen. Yeah. Um, and that is so often a reminder that is not reminded to young ladies um, in our generation because we have really twisted the idea of what a healthy relationship looks like. For sure. And I really think negligence is overall the theme of that. Yeah. And quick little disclaimer, guys. When we're talking about men being the leaders in a relationship, guys, you are not the ultimate leader of that woman until you are married to her. Yeah. Until then, if y'all are in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, you are to encourage her in her relationship with Christ, but that is something that is her own. Like, her faith is her own. You can encourage her in that, but y'all are not, like, guys, you are not supposed to be the ultimate leader of this girl in your life until you are married to her. Like, even if you're engaged to her, like, you're still not the ultimate leader of her life because that is her father and that is God that are supposed to be the ultimate, you know, male figures in her life. And so your role as a boyfriend would be to encourage her in that. And that is how you lead her, is by encouraging her in the faith that she should be already pursuing. So that's a quick little disclaimer, um, but just wanted to put that out there of like, we're not giving y'all permission to lead women when you're not supposed to do that till you're married. Um, So because the Bible is the ultimate definition of truth, it doesn't change because of emotions or culture about anything the world does. Um, That's why we're saying that man came first in the relationship, therefore men are the ones who are in the position of the pursuer. Adam came first. Um, another passage that goes into more about like what the guy's role is, is 1 Corinthians 11. Um, in the beginning of this passage, it talks about how the head of a husband is Christ and how the head of a wife is her husband and how the head of Christ is God. Um, it's in the very beginning. And so if we draw this out, um, I'm probably going to post this on our Instagram, just this image that I have when we release this episode. Um, I've created kind of like a linear image of describing what this is and so if you draw this out at the very top is God or at the very beginning of the line is God and then from God he is the you know God is the beginning and end of all things from God we're given Christ as a sacrifice for man to mediate with us with God and then Christ was a sacrifice for all men and women so from Christ we get husband and wife or man and woman in a relationship man and woman are connected which means that they are connected through Christ If they have a relationship that is centered on Christ, you're going to see the characteristics of Jesus in that relationship. And so from man and woman, again, we get Jesus. And then Jesus, um, if we are pursuing Christ, both man and woman are pursuing Christ in relationship, you're going to bring glory to God. And so the relationship should begin and end with God. And so Paul is not saying that man is the head of his wife because he is full right and control of her every move and desire. And this verse is pulled out of context so much. And I've seen it to where it's men are trying to justify um, that, you know, they have full control over the wives or women are trying to justify that, like, they are not supposed to do something because this is like what men are saying. But no, this is not what Paul's saying. What is the head of the husband? It's Christ. And then what's the head of the wife? Her husband. Therefore, her head is also Christ because if the husband is the head of the wife and the head of the husband is Christ, I know this is a very complicated like image, but draw it out with me as you're listening to this just so you can kind of see where I'm coming from. Um, 
Therefore, her head is also Christ. And so there's a connection there. It's a chain that begins and ends with God. It's no level, I guess the best way, it's not like a hierarchy. It's not Mm-mm. man, yeah. it's not woman under man. It is their equal, but mm-hmm. one is steering the conversation, yes. right? Um, I think a lot of times, so often, there is that gray area because stuff like that is pulled out of context. Mm-hmm. And um, when you pull something out of context, like a verse, and manipulate it and twist it into your own meaning or for mm-hmm. your own use... Um, that's, that's when things start to go downhill. You are doing that for your own selfish ambition. So I really think, first of all, getting all the context, getting all the facts, but I think one of the reasons that like this whole thing came about was because there was gray area that I did not, I did not personally find definement in. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, there were, there was black and white in the Bible, um, and there was gray area But when you're reading between the lines, I'm putting air quotes here, you can't see me, reading between (laughs) the lines, um, you have to be careful when you're doing that in the Bible because people are like, oh, well, you know, times have changed. This is what this would have meant in biblical times and like what it means now. And that's not always the case. What the Mm -hmm. Bible said then is what stands now. Exactly. Um, Nothing has changed. Um, Exactly. You have to go into it being very humble, like humbling yourself and checking yourself and making sure this is for your own purpose because it is so easy to twist a verse or a passage or a message into, oh, well, this is what God was saying and this is what I believe, so this is what I'm going to follow. And you aren't following the Bible anymore. You're following what your heart is saying. Um, So I think think it's so often looked at, um, like, not, not even from, like, just... It's the man under the woman, and that's that, and the guy gets to lead the relationship, and he gets to tell you what to do, and that is the negative image that's painted with Christianity sometimes, Um, and by no means do I believe in that. I think it's, I want to be led. I want to have a say. I want to be respected. I Mm -hmm. want um, a lot of things like that from my husband, but it is teamwork. And yeah. some days it'll be 50-50, other days it'll be 60-40. It's just going to depend, but you need to be there for each other. And the guy is going to lead the relationship towards a Christ-like view. Mm-hmm. Um, but by no means are we saying this is a hierarchy exactly. in any way. Exactly. And we get into a little bit more of that whenever we get into woman and batch, just like how the Bible clearly lays out that men and, men and women are equal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Just to summarize what we just talked about, man and woman are both from God, united with God by Christ, and then united with each other in a community of believers because of Christ through the grace of God. And so Paul goes on in verses 8 through 10 and in verse 12 about talking about the relationship of man and woman and how man was not made from woman, but woman was from God, and man is not created for woman, but woman for man. But then this is the main thing I want to talk about, is at the very end of that section, says all things are from God. It's in verse 12. So despite everything, despite the relationship between man and woman and about what that looks like and everything, ultimately above all things, all things come from God. And that is why, that is how we're made equal is because we're from God. It's not, like you said, it's not a hierarchical view because we're all from God and we're all united by Christ for God. Um, So that's all we really have to say about the dude's role. Now we're going to get into the role of women. Um, Ladies, I plead with you to hear me on this next part. Um, This is such a contrasting thing from what our culture preaches today about what it looks like to be a woman in a relationship. Um, Again, none of this is my opinion, nor is it easy for me to hear because I know both Caitlin and I have very active personalities we both mm-hmm. have very strong enneagram threes in us yep. about we oh, love yes. to lead we love to take charge and achieve and we find a lot of our value and security by being the ones in control and that applies to relationships too of us wanting to be in control of things and wanting to know where we stand with a guy oh, and, and it's immediate it has yep it has come back to bite me so many times because yep. i just want I just need to know where we're going. I just mm-hmm. have to have the plan. Like, mm-hmm. let me put it in the planner next week. Like, uh-huh. when you're going to ask me out, like, oh, it's so hard to yeah. stand by, y'all. It is. It is. Probably, I cannot tell you how many conversations I've had. And it has, in times when I have not listened to the Lord's calling, and at times where I have, and 
like Aaron was saying earlier, um, this doesn't mean, you know, like, a girl can't not make the first move, but not continue making the first move. Yeah, um, exactly. But I have done that, you know, let's, hey, I had a nice time, like, let's go out again, or something along those lines, and yeah. they're just like, you know, oh, you have the wrong idea, and that's because it's me jumping the gun and mm. not listening to Lord's Calling because I want fulfillment right now. Exactly. Like, right now, and that's not gonna do it, and if anything, that just leaves me more, more alone, more yeah. just kind of like oh, well, what did I do wrong there? And it's not necessarily that. It's you didn't listen to me. The Lord kind of pulling the reins back, taking them back, because in reality, I never had the reins to begin with. Exactly. Um, it's so hard to, to check yourselves on that, guys. Mm, it really is. Yeah, and just another little disclaimer about that. Girls, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing at all for you to affirm a guy about, like, that you enjoy hanging out with them. They or aren't that. mind readers. They aren't mind readers. <laughs> it's wrong, honestly, <laughs> it's, it's, that is not a bad thing. And whenever we say, like, not being the ultimate pursuer, that's not what we're saying about, like, you know, you can't give them anything. Because honestly, like, that's not healthy either. Because no. um, y'all are, it's supposed to be, like you said, it's teamwork. Relationship is teamwork. And so that applies to this as well. So it's not bad to affirm them that you enjoy talking to them or that you enjoy hanging out with them. But like we mentioned before, guys are just the one that are supposed to be the pursuers and so in that if like you really do have feelings for a guy and he's showing you that he's pursuing you affirm him in that if you Mm -hmm. feel in like obviously continue to pray about it and continue to seek obedience in the lord first but if you see that the guy is pursuing you and you are you're a fan of that affirm him in that like that is a good thing you may have to make it more blatantly obvious than you intend because like we said they aren't mind readers i think mind readers. one of the great parts about having josh as a guest last week was getting the you know guy's perspective on things and he even said it himself he was like yeah i think it's kind of attractive when a girl like you know asks me out or kind of like gives me a hint I need to like they can't just take a shot in the dark and like hope you'll say yes when they ask you out you know what I mean exactly but yeah it's not a bad thing to affirm them um and so you know if we we're gonna look at Ephesians 5 um clearly lays out the equality between men and women in relationships um and so Christian marriage is the equal bond and submission to God amongst two believers starts we're starting in verse 21 and so after this it continues on it says that wives are supposed to be submissive to their husbands um and so being submissive is not to reflect that one person is better than the other specifically that man is better than woman um and i think that really gets twisted around a lot of like what it means to be submissive it's not because man is better than woman but it's out of respect from woman to man that we're submissive and so instead this voluntary submission of one equal to another is an expression of love for God and a desire to follow his design as revealed in his word. It is never pictured as demeaning or in any way diminishing the wife's equality. Rather, the husband is called to love his wife sacrificially as Christ loved the church. In verse 25, it says that. And to serve as the leader in a relationship of two equals. It's not for the man to serve in a relationship of himself and then the person below him being his wife no of two equals um and then this is with that guy ladies patience and meekness are not characteristics of weakness being patient and being meek and being still is not because you are incapable of doing anything it is completely the opposite of what our culture of women being the ones who are still and allow themselves to be pursued that is completely opposite from what it preaches but like I said it is not because you are incapable of doing something we are fully capable of pursuing somebody and starting a relationship with them that is we are relational human beings God created us to be relational we are capable of doing this this is not a matter of capability it's a matter of examining the role in which we were created to fulfill period I think that's essential to like waiting on the Lord because like you said we all have that capability the Lord created us to be relational people Mm -hmm. um but that doesn't mean you have to make a relationship with everyone you meet um and weeding them out and making sure that it's a relationship that you want to pursue um whether it's like a friendship or you know romantically um I think that the Lord like we can't just go about accepting every person into our lives if mm-hmm. that makes sense exactly. um and when we don't wait on the Lord in that sense for a relationship is where we can find ourselves in in murky waters because 
we aren't doing we're kind of just jumping the gun it's like oh hey god like take the back seat i got it from here and yeah we really can't do that that's not what we're supposed to do Mm-mm. god and also god did not create us this way because we're not strong enough or bold enough like absolutely not like um we're gonna talk about that in a little in a little bit um but he designed everything on this earth with a purpose including us just like yeah. men have their specific purpose and specific wow specific <laughs> It's a new new word, guys. Um, Specific role. Um, Women are the exact same way. Being still and allowing a guy to pursue you is obedience to the role you were designed to step into. It's not punishment, restraint, or degradement about who you are. If a man tries to tell you otherwise or another woman, hold fast to truth. Hold fast to what truth says. Because, like I said, it is the complete opposite message of what our culture is preaching about how women need to be strong and they can do everything that men can do, which is a very true thing. But we also have to examine about what the Bible says. The Bible does not change in truth based on culture. In that so, sense, I feel like it's almost like going back to the hierarchy. Then it's like the way that society presents it, it's like women are trying to go above man mm-hmm. right now. And ultimately, like you said, we are two yeah. equals. And um, like Erin was saying, both of us have active personalities, very strong. I'm a wing. I'm a three. You're mm-hmm. a wing three, I'm correct? I'm a wing three. But that wing is strong, man. Oh, yes. And... <laughs> Let me tell you, like, I think I had a practice piece, like, freshman year. Like, mm-hmm. last year, I had to set aside, I didn't even set aside time. It's just, like, the times where I could catch my breath. I was like, oh, wow, this feels great. I should do this more. Mm-hmm. And, like, that would be for five minutes, and then I'd go back to doing what I do. And, like, ultimately, like, taking a whole day, like, the, like, Sunday is supposed to be, like, your day of relaxation, preparing mm-hmm. for the week, concentrating and focusing on the Lord and His Word. And that's what I've tried to do, like, out of my Sundays now is, like, it's the day where I'm, you know, doing my laundry and cleaning the room, which to a lot of people sounds like work. To me, it's completely therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Um, Retweet. My roommate Lawson is always like, can I help you? I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, this is my therapy. Like, you go get coffee. When you come back, this room will be clean. My laundry will be done. <laughs> and I will feel so much better about myself and mm-hmm. ready to take on this week. Exactly. Um, but doing that in the relationship, like having to sit still, the anticipation mm. feels like it's going to kill me. Retweet. And that's what makes me want to jump yeah. the gun and be like, just just ask me out. Here, I'll do it. Let's go to coffee. And yeah. then I get I get a no. I scare them off, okay? But it just, you have to, like, taking the backseat is going to allow you to see where the Lord wants you to be in mm-hmm. that relationship and at mm-hmm. that point in your life. Mm-hmm. And it might take some time. It might take some trial and error because yep. Lord knows I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do that, you're really going to get to see his work you're gonna get to see it growing in the relationship that you have now or in other relationships in life um and I think um being the woman in that definition has changed from biblical times in a sense but the biblical standard remains the same exactly that makes sense it does absolutely and we're gonna look at a passage that is the most known passage about what it means to be a godly woman um proverbs 33 wow proverbs 31 (laughs) I can't my words okay. today, guys. I get excited, and then my words don't come out. Um, so we're going to look at six verses, uh, 25 through 31. And so it starts off like this. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her to the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Um, and so if we look at the context of just like the book of Proverbs, like whenever we see the woman figure and the use of her and she, um, we're referring to wisdom, wisdom of being that, um, that characteristic. And so I kind of want to go through each a couple of the characteristics that are mentioned in each verse and just kind of break down um, and kind of affirm the ladies listening about who we are in Christ and about how we're not giving up anything about who we are or about who we want to be by submitting and by being still in this. Um, Because there are so many things that we think we have to give up by in being in this position, but it's not true. Um, So first thing, strength and dignity are her clothing. Women are strong. Why? Because our foundation is our fear of the Lord. We're not strong because we possess strength in ourselves or look to ourselves for strength, but because God is our strength. And so we're strong because God is the one that's empowering us. 
She opens her mouth with wisdom and teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Women are wise. Why? Because she seeks knowledge from the Lord above. We're not wise because we look to the message of the world about who a woman should be, but because we seek truth and wisdom in the Bible and in God's word and how we are to teach others. Oh, and also, we teach, we, which means we are leaders. We don't give up leadership or give up our ability to teach others by being submissive and by being still. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. Women are not supposed to find their value in their ability to win men over or their pursuits or of outward beauty. Why? Because we are not meant to pursue. We are meant to cause we are not meant to cause our brothers to stumble and cause them to lust after our beauty. We're beautiful because we have been washed clean by the blood of Christ, making us pure. And we're beautiful because we're made in the image of God, not because we achieved the world's standards of beauty. And then lastly, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Women should be encouraged in their faith and fear of the Lord. And this is where our value rests and where all these other characteristics derive. Strength, beauty, wisdom, etc. All these come from our fear and dedication to the Lord. And it's our design and our purpose. And guys, this applies to the dudes too. Our purpose is to pursue and fear the Lord. Um, So ladies... Your value and worth is not found in your ability to win a guy over or to make him fall instantly in love with you, nor are you any less important because you are called to be still in the pursuit of a romantic relationship. Proverbs 31 clearly lays out that you are not weak or incapable um, of these things when you are obedient to the Lord. That is a lie of the world. You're not stupid. Clearly says you are wise. You are not unworthy. It says that you're beautiful. And you are respected of this and you are encouraged in this because of your fear of the Lord. Period. And so, um, I just want to encourage you on that because a lot of the reason why it's so hard for us to be still and to remain in that submissive position is because we think we're giving up our leadership and our ability to teach and our ability to share wisdom with others or to be strong and says right here in Proverbs 31, we don't give up any of that. If anything, we are all of those things when we are obedient to the Lord and when we fear the Lord. So that's a, that is a whole thing. So I just want to encourage and affirm women in that. Um, And I think that's why so often people are like, you want to be a Proverbs 31 wife. And quite honestly, until very recently, I saw the idea of Proverbs 31 as, you know, your basic household wife. Um, Or even this idea of perfection, that we have to achieve perfection, and that's not what it's saying in here at all. No, it is saying that you are made in the image of God, you are loved by God, and you should rest in that alone Mm. to be the best woman. That doesn't mean you have to be the best mom, the best sister, the best friend, like, Mm -hmm. the best anything. It's Best is not in there. At Mm -hmm. no point does it say perfection. It's achieving consistency with the Lord and seeing the progress from there Mm -hmm. because so often I want to be good at something right away, and when I'm not, I, I see failure. I see, like, just shy of perfection, and that's all that I want to achieve, and in the eyes of others when ultimately it should solely be in the eyes of the Lord. Um, I heard a great message at church this, this past weekend on, um, just an introduction to prayer and how we should be praying to the Lord. And one of the things that she mentioned, and one of the things we've talked about in previous episodes is basing your happiness and how your day is going, um, on the events of the day, who you've talked to and what you've done. And it is so easy to put our value and worth in the things of this world and what has happened. Um, and she wrote a quote and basically it was, um, despite the chaos, despite the everything going on, the ground for joy still remains the Lord. Mm. And I don't know, it just made that image because when you think about rock bottom, you think about the very bottom. You have hit a low. You are in a valley and Mm. it is so hard to get out of. It's emotionally draining. It's Mm -hmm. depressing. It's anxiety and stress inducing. Um, But the fact that they said the ground for joy is still the Lord, like that that just blew my mind away because it made me think that when I, even when I hit rock bottom, I can still find joy in the valley. Mm. Um, and so just looking to the Lord for that, um, as a woman, because there are so many, um, you know, with self image is something that I know a lot of women and guys struggle with, but you know, we have to look to the Lord for that encouragement and that truth. And I think that's really covered in the Proverbs 31 woman because she isn't perfect and we have to keep that in mind. Exactly. And I think with that too, um, 
I just want to, like, I know we've been talking about girls for the past few minutes, um, but guys, if you're still listening and tuning in and haven't completely tuned us out as you're listening, um, encourage your sisters in Christ in these things and affirm who she is as a Proverbs 31 woman, not because it's what you're looking for in a wife, but because of that's who God made her to be. Because I think that's a really um, easy thing to kind of cliche of like, be a Proverbs 31 woman, or I'm looking for my 30 Proverbs 31 wife. <laughs> and that's just like, guys, like you should just be affirming your sisters in Christ about who the Lord has made them to be, that they are strong, that they are beautiful, that they are to fear the Lord in all things, that they are strong. Um, and affirming your brothers to be exactly. that man of God. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. about community here with our ladies, but um, yeah. when you have community with one another, you all are growing. Yeah, hold one another accountable. It's a real thing. Um, and so last section of our podcast of this episode that we're going into is how men are called to pers- are the ones who pursue women and both and women are supposed to be in that position of stillness but both are called to pursue God and ultimately you can't do this unless you can't pursue one another if you're not pursuing God and so now that we've looked at the connection between man and woman um we must examine what we're called to do first which is this um and the reason we do this is one our purpose on this earth is to bring God glory not a husband or wife period. Like, we were designed on this earth to bring God glory, not because God needed us, but because God loved us so much that he wanted us to um, exist, and he created us so that we could bring him glory. And two, our pursuit of the Lord is what sets us up for a relationship or marriage centered on Christ. And so also, your pursuit of the Lord will lead you to the pursuit of one another. Um, I'm sure at least some of you have seen this image that I'm about to describe. Um, It's triangle, and at the very top corner is God. And at the bottom two, there is man and woman. And as man and woman move closer to one another, um, moving upward, and they're close to, moving closer to God, they're also getting closer to one another. And so God is not anywhere in the picture if they're only moving toward each other. Like if they're moving along that bottom part of the triangle, getting close to each other and not towards God, God is not anywhere in the picture. God is so far away from that. Um, but if they're pursuing God first, they will automatically be going closer to one another and so guys you have got to be pursuing the lord fiercely before you even think about pursuing a girl girls you have if the first love in your heart is not god you should not be trying to love somebody else and i have to tell myself that all the time like i fall short of that all the time your purpose on earth is not to satisfy your flesh by being in a relationship you your call is to live um, and give glory to God. And just before Paul talks about in first Corinthians 11, about the relationship between men and women and God, he talks about how we are to live our lives in chapter 10. Um, first Corinthians 10 31, I'm sure all y'all have heard this verse of in all things, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And this applies to relationships, um, cause relationships are a part of our life. Um, if we're not seeking a relationship with the purpose of it glorifying God, then you shouldn't be in it. Um, guys, if you're not pursuing a girl with the intention of bringing God glory through your relationship, or even one step further, if you are not being called to pursue her out of obedience, then you shouldn't be pursuing her. Ladies, love God first, and then try to love somebody else. And then guys and ladies, wait on the Lord. If this is his plan for you to be in a relationship with somebody, or in a relationship in general, if you don't even know who this person is, maybe you haven't met them yet, um, he will make it known to you if that is in his plan for you. That is not, there's not a doubt in my mind that the Lord does not provide clarity for his people. He wants to bring clarity. He wants to bring wisdom. He doesn't want to cause confusion. And he doesn't withhold good things from his children, nor does he try to lead you away from his path. So if you are so convinced that you are supposed to be with this person and be in a relationship with them, but you don't feel like God is calling you to that, and you're trying to make up excuses of like, oh, well, like, Maybe, maybe this is on God's path. No, if he's not calling you to it, it's because he's trying to call you back to his path because you're not on it. Um, so seek to obey him and be on his path and you will find where you're supposed to be. And if it's with somebody, amazing. And if it's not, also amazing. We're called to seek first the glory of God and his plan. Yeah. So. I definitely, I think it's something that we're so off. It's not something that we like to hear, but it is mm-hmm. completely true in the fact that we are not promised marriage. We yeah. are not promised our person. Yeah. Um, and that's not the case for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's true that the Lord doesn't promise us anything. 
And so being completely faithful in that the plan that he has for us is going to um, grow us spiritually and grow us closer to him and having that just complete trust and that whatever happens with or without a person, that your ultimate person is going to be the Lord. Exactly. Um, and I think it's so important and as cheesy as it sounds, um, pray for your future spouse. Pray that they are growing closer to the Lord. Pray that um, when you guys meet each other, if you haven't met already, it's it's in fruition of mm-hmm. of making something that is going to glorify the Lord. Because yeah. ultimately, like you said, we're going to glorify the Lord in all of our relationships and that should be our ambition. And if not, we need to check ourselves and yeah. reevaluate what we're doing, why we're getting into this relationship. Um, but praying for that future person, um, praying that whoever you encounter along the way, um, relationships that don't work out, they happen for a reason. Um, that person was in your life for that season for a reason yeah. and to not be hateful of it because it is so easy to look back on a relationship that, um, you know, in some ways may not have been the greatest and being like, mm. well, that, that was a waste of time. What did I do that for? You know, why didn't I see it sooner? But for some reason that is either known or unknown to us, it was needed for that season to help us grow into the person that we need to be for our mm-hmm. spouse. And we joked about it, but, you know, that term of, like, you know, when you meet your person, you don't want them to be half-baked. Or um, Aaron was like, you know, you don't want to eat chicken that's not cooked all the way through. It's like, if it's not ready, if it's not prepared fully, I mean... It's not going to be good for you. It's not fulfilling. Like, if you eat raw chicken, you're going to get sick. That's a... That's a that's a fact. That's a fact. That the is fact. a thing. And the same reason, if you, same thing, if you get into a relationship that's not ready... Like, you're not ready, or the other person's not ready, or both y'all aren't ready. It's not going to be a good thing for you. It's going to make you sick. It's going to make you spiritually ill. Yeah. We're going to put it like that. But if you wait for it to be ready, and you have really good chicken. <laughs> I just I love this analogy. This the food, about, it's so fun. But, like, seriously, though, like, if you eat something that's not fully cooked, it's going to make you sick. If you wait for it to be ready, no matter how long it takes, because, like, sometimes things take a really long time. Um... If you wait for it, then it's going to be nourishing to you, and it's going to be filling. And it's the same thing with relationships. You can't get into something that's not ready because it's not going to do anything good for either of you. Um, Just be steadfast in prayer. Exactly. I really think that's been the biggest thing to help me out mm-hmm. um, as a person who always does like to have control. Just literally having a conversation with the Lord yeah. and being like, Lord, I'm praying for wisdom. I'm praying for patience. Mm-hmm. I'm praying that whoever you bring into my life will produce good conversation good relationship that allow me to get closer to you love that period the end like that is just my prayer for myself that's my prayer for y'all listening is that you will be able to trust in the lord and be Mm -hmm. able to work the way up because we're in love with the lord before we're in love with anyone else yeah exactly Um, and it is just something that's said all the time and it's cliche and in some ways it can sound cheesy and redundant but it's true whether we like it or not yeah um and that's just a constant reminder and to surround yourself with people who are going to make sure um you are doing that and you make sure that they're doing the same having that accountability is um very effective beyond all measures yeah i'll be vulnerable with y'all for a minute um as we close out about my own story um i think i mentioned it in our first episode but in high school i dated a guy for about two years and um when we broke up I went and I talked to my youth pastor about it because he had known both of us through church and I was crying literally crying to him in his office was like so confused I thought he and I were gonna get married like I felt like I was so sure about that and the Lord had given me so much clarity about that and I was like why did we break up if we were if this was supposed to be the guy I was supposed to marry and a lot of what you said earlier Caitlin um literally my youth pastor said right to me it was like and the Lord did not promise you marriage. The Lord promised you that he was going to be with you always and promised you that he was going to be with you even when you didn't want to be with him and whenever I wanted nothing to do with the Lord. And honestly, at this season of my life, like my boyfriend at the time had become an idol for me. And I truly believe that's a lot of the reason why we broke up is because the Lord graciously took that relationship out of my life so that I could further glorify him. And so with that, I would just say if you if a guy or a girl if y'all stop pursuing one another take it as a sign that the lord wants you to be pursuing him more than you have been and that like i say this all all the time that um 
if there's something in my life, I pray about it and I say, God, I if this is not going to bring you glory or if this is not in your will, graciously remove it from my hands and remove it from my life so that it cannot become an idol or something that takes me away from you. And so, like you said, Caitlin, of like being faithful in prayer about a relationship of like, if you don't know if this is something that you're supposed to pursue with this person, pray about that and say, God, if this is not something that is supposed to bring you glory or is not in your plan, graciously remove it from my hands because I don't want anything to do with it if it's not for you. And I really hope that y'all would position your hearts in that because like we mentioned, your first priority on this earth is not to have a husband or wife or to have a boyfriend or girlfriend or to even be in a relationship. Your first priority is to glorify God and to make his name known amongst the nations. And so pursue the Lord first and then pursue the person. That's the ultimate theme of this entire podcast and it's through this approach that you will walk in obedience and have a relationship that's centered on him is whenever we seek God first and then he will do the rest he will bring that person into your life if it is a part of his plan a part of his will on his timing and not our own so that is that's all I have to say about all of this um this was a very heavy topic and honestly it's something that I think we all really need to hear and that we forget a lot about yeah um because it's easy to forget exactly (laughs) and because and also with the world preaching the complete opposite at us as it does with most things um so I just want to leave y'all with that with the encouragement pursue the lord first and then pursue the person and the rest will fall in line as it's supposed to it was a and amazing, I, love, I mean, like, the topics we have lined up for this are amazing, but um, I'm so excited. I think this is something I personally need to be reminded of. Erin um, did a lot of the research and the writing for this episode, and it's very evident because it's a very well-prepared message, and um, hopefully, you know, very fruitful for y'all. Um, we do have, our next episode is going to be talking about our season of singleness and mm-hmm. um, how to make it the most productive time in your life. Um, so that I, I actually recently heard this and I'd never thought about this. Um, I asked one of my friends, you know, like, how did you know, how did you feel when this person was the one? Because normally when you step into a relationship and you think that this is the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life, you know, it sparks like happy feelings. Like you found Mm -hmm. your person and she described it as, um, mourning the loss of her singleness because Mm -hmm. it's not in a bad way, but like. Um, you know, you're not gonna, if this is the person truly for you, you're not gonna be with anyone else for the rest of your life. And so it's kind of, um, making sure that when you do, you know, quote, mourn, not in sadness, but in, like, celebration that you use that season to the best of your ability to grow yourself, grow yourself closer to the Lord, and to eventually find your person. But we're gonna be talking about that next week's episode, which I'm super pumped about. Um, we're looking at having more guest speakers because, Mm -hmm. um, it was a lot of fun getting insight from other people. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on Instagram at WTW Podcast. Um, follow us on Spotify and Apple. Yep. And we'll do behind-the-scenes content, fun little quotes, um, stuff happening in Aaron and I's life because Mm -hmm. Lord knows it's always busy. Um, (laughs) But uh, thank you all so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Yeah. Bye, guys.